buckle up buttercup mine is very triggered you know what's <laughs> wild is like even thinking back on my story it doesn't feel real because it's not it never happened. it doesn't feel <laughs> like it feels like it was a movie that i lived through mm. you know a what i long mean movie. a long like horror film damn it doesn't feel like, like a dream it was my reality like we dreamt it yeah like how did i get through that and like i'm still sitting here today it's like you have to go through so much shit to get where you are in life yeah which i'm not regret sister and yeah my mom and dad we you only s- have your one sibling right yeah okay we would house hop a lot like and we would be homeless at times literally on the streets wow and i think it got so bad to the point where my dad was like getting in a lot of trouble with money and drugs and shit and domestic violence that he went to prison and my mom didn't have shit so she literally packed us up with the clothes on our back got on a greyhound and went from new york to minnesota and with two him. kids with two kids wow. we had nothing and you guys were on the streets of new york yeah so you remember you have I can vividly remember being in other people's homes and I remember the like the shacks that we lived in but I don't remember being on the street because I was too little for that was it like when you say shacks like broken apart homes like doors didn't close we had no furniture we didn't have we were sleeping on the floor oh shit so there was nothing we didn't have anything how old were you um I that was when I was like four or five and we moved to Minnesota when I was six okay so and then, okay, so now cut to you moved to Minnesota. Yeah, so when we got there, we moved into, like, again, a very shitty, like, trailer home with nothing. I think we had, like, a mattress on our floor that someone gave to us. And then we went to, like, Goodwill for our clothes. Shit. Um, and as, as soon as we moved back to Minnesota, I was sexually assaulted by one of my family members. And mm. it's just, like, trauma after trauma. And I remember that happening and telling my family and no one really like changing anything about the family dynamic so Mm. like we would still be around those people like my mom didn't protect me from them like she still had me around them and all the while like i was still around him you know like god it's so weird so there's no escaping it wasn't until like his sister and other people came out that he went to prison for it but my mom still like had me around them it was so weird did she make excuses or deny your I don't I never really talked to her about it. No. It's wild cuz my dad was the abusive one but he was the one who protected me. Yeah. Like he was like I'm going to ki- I'm going to kill him. Right. Wow. Right, right. You know. Right. Did did your dad so when you say your dad was abusive he was abusive towards your mom? He was abusive towards my mom physically and my sister. He never put he put his hands on me a couple times but it was like in a drunken rage. It wasn't like beating me. Right. But his was more like a mental abuse mm, towards it. me. Okay. You know, like the like the manipulating me if my mom was being abused, he'd be like he'd manipulate me to feel bad for him. So I wouldn't call the police on him. Okay, those sorts of things. So I'd feel bad for him. Like if she'd kick him out, he'd come to my window crying like I'm cold, Amber, like let me in, like that kind of stuff. Oh, fuck. Make you feel guilty. And then I did. And I would let him in. No. And so he would come in. Would it be a whole new? I don't I don't remember those things. I just remember like those trigger points. And I remember my mom like resenting me uh, for feeling bad for him yeah yeah, yeah. i can s- literally <laughs> see the pain in your eyes now yeah right now i don't want to cry my makeup looks so good it's, it's okay does, though it's weird because he's the one that caused the most trauma and he's the one that i feel the most bad for why it's so weird why do you think mm. that is? i don't know i me and her have this conversation all the time because he still loved me through the trauma like he still loved like i could see how in pain he was yeah and why are you crying (laughs) seriously it's hard to see you in pain like that like like i don't associate with it but he's the one thing that still triggers me for some reason it's okay like it's totally okay it's it's hard to explain because he caused the most trauma is that why Mm. because like is it you're feeling bad for him or i don't know what it's really hard for me to explain. I feel like it's very much like a soul thing, like a soul tie somewhere where I feel like you really fucked up. Like you like you knew your lessons here and you just fucked it up. Right. You know, I feel like that's what it is. Like, yeah. like the empathy. Right. And it's not like I don't feel like I did feel bad for my mother. Clearly. I remember you talking. Yeah. To 
but like I've healed that part of me. Right. And I think there's anger there, right? With your mom. Definitely. So like growing up, I can remember, like I remember trigger points. Like my, my parents were never around. My mom worked three jobs. My dad couldn't keep a job because he was an alcoholic. And so every time he'd get a job, he'd get fired. Um, like I remember him falling off a, a three-story scaffolding because he was a construction worker. Oh, wow. Because he was drunk. On the job. Mm-hmm. Also, wow. he wasn't functioning. No. Oh, he wow. was really bad. And so he would gamble all my mom's money away. He would come home and start fights about, you know, because she was out working and then, he, you know, she was cheating, you know, that kind of shit. And then in the midst of it, my sister would like run away from home. And she was the only thing that I had because my parents would work all the time. And every, anywhere she went, I would have to go with her. Mm. Like everywhere. Parties, like everywhere. Yeah. And I'm talking at like seven years old. I saw her like having sex at 11 years old. She was 11. Things that you shouldn't be seeing I, at your I, She age. got me drunk at eight years old. Like I fell down an entire <laughs> flight of stairs at eight. Like I was from Because you were drunk. I was obliterated. <laughs> oh so my now God. here's... I can picture an eight-year-old. Just fucking drunk an eight-year-old. <laughs> that's horrible. I'm thinking about my eight-year-old son right now. And no, that's right. sad. You know, that's it blows my mind. Literally sad. Yeah, that's like Cavell. That is so... It's wild. So now you were exposed very early to adult things. Uh, Man, it's insane. Like I said, (laughs) the majority of my childhood memories are either me like wandering around in the fucking woods barefoot by myself, like playing with boxes, or my dad smashing my mom's face against a wall and literally hearing her dying. What? Those are the type of things that I can remember. Like that's how violent it was in my home. And then, and then now how did, okay, so now you moved to Minnesota. Yeah. Without, obviously without your father, because your father was in in prison. Was in prison. He found us though. After he got out. After, yeah, I think my mom, you know, they had that trauma bond. Yeah. She felt bad for him. He didn't have anybody. So Mm -hmm. she ended up letting him back. He followed us to Minnesota. It wasn't long after. It was like six months maybe. Um, and once he did, she let him back in. Oh yeah. It all started again. And then how did like cps or whatever get involved with like foster care cps didn't get involved they until didn't. i was in middle school oh shit oh wow that's a well, long time you, didn't you um lie a lot too like, i so i acted out bad like i started acting out in early middle school i was like never coming home i was you know partying with my friends i was literally dancing naked on tables at like 12 years old like i was really bad yeah because I didn't have structure. I didn't have attention. Like, I just wanted attention from somebody. And you, wait. Okay, so now can we go back to, how old were you when you were sexually assaulted? Six. Jesus. I literally want to. I would beat their shit. Oh, my I don't God. Know I Do you know where that person oh. is nowadays? Yeah, and that's the crazy part is I would see him around town all the time. Stop. Have you and ever confronted? I would see his face, like, on, you know, like, the people you might know on Facebook or TikTok. And, like, so I know Ooh, he was, oh. like, got the bad oh. stuff, you know? Cringe. Yeah, cringy. Have you ever went up to him just to be like, you're a piece of shit? I said it to his family. You did? Okay. And like his family, like, they're like, it's, uh, we didn't do it to you, but I still like resented them for. Because they still didn't protect you. Yeah. And they like forgave him about it. Like it was nothing, you know. It was not theirs to forgive. Disgusting. So they would would resent me for that. There's not, that's not forgivable. No, absolutely I don't care if you're my son I don't care who the fuck you are. If you are sexually assaulting a woman. Well, he was four, a child. He was, four, he was 14 and I was six. So like he knew what he was doing. Right. You're 14. Oh God. You still know. And it's wild because when that happened, I almost like, and I was so smart. Like I thought that I asked for it because I loved him. Right. Oh. And like, I didn't know the difference. Right. That's okay. It's okay. Like, I didn't know the difference between like, what sexual love was and what like loving like i didn't know those were two different things i didn't know what he was doing so i thought he was just loving me you know yeah so when i told the story to my sister i didn't think it was something that was like bad bad had happened until everyone freaked out and i had to go to the police station and tell my story like i didn't know oh you had to go there too they had me like look at a picture and like point out the body parts of like where he touched me oh my god like the things that he did and i can still remember the underwear that i was wearing really that's how yeah that's how like ingrained it is it is yeah and do you think that kind of shaped 
when you say like you oh my god i became sexual at that age like i was being sexual with all my friends and i didn't realize that that was a bad thing to be doing right. i just it just felt normal to me it like activated something inside of me that like i wanted control of my own body because i didn't like i felt like i lost that innocence so you were trying to be you were hypersexualized yeah because you were trying to regain control yeah shit wow so now you're okay so now cut to i guess six years later you said you were 12 years old doing all this yeah. stuff so during that time like clearly it was still very abusive in my home there was my sister got pregnant when she was 16 like it was very turbulent you know um things are getting really bad like we didn't have food in our home it was like from the food shelf like that kind of stuff we were feeding ourselves dinner like we would eat like dry ramen noodle packets or we weren't being fed and i went to school one day and i i'm sure i didn't smell good like i was on nobody took care of me no one yeah you were neglected i was neglected right and these girls were i was in a bathroom stall and these two girls were like at the sink and they were like talking like talking about me like about my like your hygiene my, my hygiene like the clothes i was wearing and i was so angry so i like burst out of the bathroom stall and i was like it must be easy for you with your abercrombie clothes to talk shit about somebody in your perfect home you have no idea what my home is like i was like i'm li i literally live in a home where there's abuse every day my parents don't feed me and they were like oh i'm so sorry like all of a yeah, sudden of you know, like because they got yeah. caught right. and then Talking they went shit. to my principal behind my back and told them that i was being abused in my home oh shit so that's, that's how they found out yeah. that's how you because before wow. that i had been taken to like therapists like my mom was taking me to therapy because i was acting out so badly in the home right and they would do like testing on me ask questions about what the home looked like and i would lie you knew to lie i knew i'd just be like oh it's fine life is good i love my my family because <laughs> that was normal for me what was right. going on in the home and i never realized it was wrong until people like those girls pointed it out you know like that i was different right yeah because i was like in my own like la la land and you and you being the youngest like you probably not that you were sheltered from like clearly but like you're younger so when you're younger you are like in this no one was protecting me yeah you know right, right, right. i was doing it i was literally literally raising myself my sister was there to like you know she took me around with her to parties and shit but she wasn't raising me she was no just she i just literally tagged along with her created you to be at the age of six a little alcoholic no like I'm, it's so crazy when when i say i did everything my on my own like there would be school trips that i would have to go on like for music and i would ride my scooter to school stop <laughs> like stop i did everything on my own oh shit my so you never had that support no i had nothing um how oh. how much older is your sister I think she's four years older than me. Okay, so even so, like you're twelve, and she's even still a kid. She's, she's still a she kid, was a kid yeah. herself, a kid. and so she, she was, was trying to raise me at the time too. You know, like take care of me. Wasn't even her responsibility. And so, I didn't know. And this isn't my story to tell, but she also had um, sexual assault happening to her at the time. Mm. Um, and my dad took a lot of his anger out on her, so she resented me horribly, hated me because it was because like I wasn't being abused physically by him. And he, she was because oh. she has a different dad than I do. <gasps> oh. So he treated me differently than he treated her. So you her. were his princess. Yeah. And that was just another kid. And she kid. was nothing to him because he was sexually assaulted as a kid. Was he? So it's like fucking generational oh trauma that he's just passing down, you know? So he's just as fucked up. Horribly. And, and okay, so. So now cut to um for like like what happened so now yeah they, they so at first they put me into like a group home mm -hmm. and um then like back and forth between literally like four or five foster homes and since i was at the time acting out none of them ever worked out because no one could handle me i was really hard to handle as a teenager like horrible i had an attitude i didn't want to listen like i had no structure like angry none of at it. the I world was angry rightfully so and no one could handle me and I, I even had social workers tell me like no one's gonna want you 
social workers yeah hmm. to my face like you you need to change or no one's gonna want you so wow. i remember after oh, the fuck that i went after the last foster care i went back to a group home for a little while and that's where my um like my permanent foster care took me so okay that was in like eighth grade i think and so okay so you when you say permanent foster care so until you aged out you were with this family um yeah until i was 18 until you were 18 i stayed with them so even when I was with them, it was turbulent because like they were very structured, very like Christian kind Which of people. Which is something you weren't used I to. I did not like it. I didn't mm. like being told what to do because I had never, never been had told that. what to do. Right. You no one ever that. told mm-hmm. me, you know, you're in the home by this time. Yeah. Well, the thing is you went from like nothing. Raising myself. To like actually being in a home that was too much. Way overbearing. Overbearing. So it's like you didn't get that in between. No, no. it was. I, I, yeah, it was really hard. You never like it, you didn't have the happy medium. It had to be like on the dot. When I mean, if my car wasn't in the driveway at ten o'clock on the dot, and if it was ten o one, my car was taken away, and I had to drive the bus to school or ride the bus to school. Like there was no leeway. In and now I'm sorry, baby. No, was there like, other kids in that foster place with uh, you? No. So I had, I had two foster sisters and a brother, but they were their kids. Okay, and were they treated any different from you? Yeah, they didn't really, like, especially the brother. He didn't like me. Like, I don't think he understood my story. So he was, like, very resentful for the way that his family just took me in and loved me. Oh, okay. Um, My younger sister was, I, I, she was good for me. Like, me and her had a really good relationship, but she would always tattle. Like, she was always telling on me. <laughs> oh, there was, like, there was no, like, fucking bro code there, so... <laughs> But besides that, I was definitely loved in the home. It was just overbearing. Overbearing. Yeah. Do you feel as though like that, that experience was kind of what um, brought you back to like, okay, I'm going to change. I'm going to be better. And yeah, maybe I like, they definitely showed me that like I was worthy of something. Mm -hmm. But during that time still, I was like, you know, I was still like having sex, like doing things that I shouldn't have been doing at that age. Yeah. Even though they were trying to stop me from doing it, like I was still rebelling against it. And to the point where I was like going out of town, like an hour out of town to like other cities, like behind their back. And it was bad. Like mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I was at, really at how old? At like 15, 16. Damn. I dated a 21 year old when yeah. I was 14. What? Yeah, and at the time I thought, oh my god, I'm so cool. Like, yeah, you think you're cool. Like, I'm just like telling my friends I'm dating this like college kid, and he's a pedophile. Yeah, and I didn't realize what that was at the time. Not fourteen, you're not. I can't. But my foster parents found out about it, and they threatened jail on him, and then he disappeared. So, well, yeah. How did they find out? They found everything out. Stop. My my foster mom was a CI. I swear to God, good on them. She found wow. it. I couldn't hide anything. From you know, her. kudos to them. They did what they your own family couldn't they do, tried. which was protect you. Right. They tried, and I did, and I definitely pushed them to their limit, like to the point where they even had to put me into like a temporary other foster home for like a week because Why? they could, oh they, they need a break they a break, from, a break you? from me. Oh wow, like a you really <laughs> tested. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was really bad. Damn. Damn. It was around that kind of time. And I remember me and my foster, I got in a fight because like I didn't want to get off the computer at night or something. And I remember him yelling and I've never heard him yell before. And I was like, oh, shit, I really pushed his buttons. So. So, okay, so. From what age to 18 were you with them? I was with them from eighth grade to senior year. Wow. Okay. And during that time, I they pushed me to to be in every like school group possible. I was the nerdiest kid possible, like every school group, every musical group. I know. You're like, I was in a I was in that. I was in FFA, I was in 4H, I was in everything. When I say FFA. Right. Like anybody knows what I don't know. Really, that's amazing. I was in every musical thing, like and they really encouraged those things for me. Um WTF is FFA. FFA, Future Farmers of America. My, my dad I was a farmer. Love She's you. like, you don't so you know. Don't the way she said it. I grew up on a farm in your, high school. Your foster I dro- dad. Yeah, I okay, drove. Okay, because your dad, uh, no. I literally drove tractors in high school. 
Oh, I would you drive. Are a bad I bitch. drove out the the food to the guys at four thirty in the morning on on the four wheeler. Like they wait, had so me you were waking up ass crack of dawn every weekend. It was four thirty in the morning to drive the food out to the guys, and then we had to go to church right after on Sunday. It was very structured. So, so this is something you were not used. to. So you went to. from roaming around in the woods with <laughs> your fucking no shoes, <laughs> dead ass. To, to literally church every yeah. Sunday. I was even what was it? I was like teaching. I was teaching summer school, like church school. Wow. I was a completely different person. <laughs> teaching people about Jesus. I was singing. Yeah, I was. That was the choir teacher. I'm done <laughs> right now. The fucking one eighty. I'm telling you. Holy shit! There's a lot that I did not do know. You, yeah. Do you still keep in touch with? I keep in touch with one of my sisters. When I went back to, to I, I went back to see them um, after I graduated, and it was at that time that I became an atheist. Like I was, I was not into any of that anymore because now I had my own free will back. Yeah, yeah. And I, I told them about that, and they, they cut me off after that. Because so out crazy. of everything you did, yeah, they decide to cut you off because you decided you're going to choose your own religion or not whatever even religion. You just like it's not; it's your, your belief. own belief. They well, atheism like is a lack of. Yeah, I didn't want to have a religion, right? And they didn't like. That. I feel like we all have wow. experienced that at some point in our lives. Like we've all, I, I don't, I never said it out loud. I was an atheist, but at some, at one point in my life, I also said that, like, yeah, I don't believe you in lose what faith yeah you lose the faith yeah, like what is there this is not things happen and you're like fuck this like the higher power hasn't pulled me out of it no like mm-hmm. fuck it. Mm-hmm. you you stop seeing the lessons and everything and the way they teach it they teach it like the life that is thrown at you is sinful well right and then like, what? if you even like question it they're like stop questioning yeah. Like this is just what it's just do it. I remember my confirmation teacher being like, you just have to believe it. Just have faith. Like you're a servant of the Lord. It's right. your job to go around like fucking telling people to believe in God. And I believed that. And I was doing that at the time. I was a devout Christian in high school. Wow. Devote. That was the same way for I was, us too. Yeah. Growing up Muslim, my mom was mm-hmm. like, it's our duty as your yes. parent to make sure you are following the path of yeah. You know, the same mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. as we are, the same belief. And I remember telling my dad, like, dad, I need you to be, I need you to believe, please. Like, I need you to change your ways and like, just believe in God. And he's like, kid, they're lying to you. Like, this is not. Your dad was woke. He was woke as fuck, you guys. Wow. So how so? Woke. So we, we all have religious trauma. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how was he, he so He was woke, woke as shit. He's like, do you know the government's lying to you? Like, they're like, the God they're telling you about, it's a false God like the, wow. there's aliens like he he was like woke that's incredible and, but everyone thought he was just like fucking crazy schizophrenic. well back shit. then but spirituality i mean but he didn't define it as that either no, he was just very educated so he read a lot of books thing back he, then either he watched a lot of documentaries you know that kind of shit and that's where i got all of my like my yearning for knowledge from him yeah he made me want to learn. Yeah, back then I thought aliens were like just on TV. I didn't know that was an actual thing. I thought oh, people no. just made it up. So you, okay, so now you don't, so they fucked you off once you said, I don't, yeah. yes, I don't believe in any of this. Yeah, they stopped talking to me. And they still like, no one's reached out, nothing. No. So even then, it, like you say, you were loved, but again, with fucking conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So after that, after I graduated, oh, by the way, in the middle of this, I had auditioned for American Idol when I was 16. My mom brought me to Minneapolis to audition and I got a tattoo and I was 16 years old and I came home and I showed them and they were so pissed. Like the way that they shunned me. Are you kidding? It was like, and I was like, I was, I graduated when I was 17 years old. So I was almost out of high school anyway. And I was like, listen, like you are my foster parents yes but i still have like a whole family who can also make decisions for me too like i was very rebellious clearly but as you can tell i definitely fucking now that's what i want to know is like while you were in that situation yeah were you in touch with your parents yeah my mom and my mom mom hated my foster family Mm. she did because she was in such denial you know like when i went into foster care she willingly put me into foster care so she could have kicked my father out of the home and kept me there. Right. But she abandoned me willingly mm-hmm. instead of saying, fuck this man. Right. Let me like love my children. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like he's not, 
he's he's not doing good by our children. Right. Let me protect my kids. And she never did. No, she chose him over us every time. That's so crazy. And, and she'd tell me, Am, it's because I'm I'm afraid of him. Like he threatens my life. If I leave him, he's gonna kill me. It would always that would always be it. So at this point, when it comes to my kids, kill me, motherfucker. Because 100%. I'm getting my kids before I worry you about your ass. I know, yeah. I'm not putting my kid in foster care. I'm going no, somewhere. Hell no. Because you I'll even foster care, you don't know where your kid is fucking going. No, and the fact that she resented these people for taking care of me the way she couldn't. Right. Mm, you know, that's what instead it was. of being happy that her daughter is in a safe, safe place. Home. No, she was very bitter towards them. Now, because it was her ego. How did your mom and father finally because your father and mother are not together now no so i went to college after that i actually had a full ride scholarship to concordia college which is one of like the top tier music colleges oh dope in the u.s that's amazing um so i had a full ride for for that and i got to college and i drank it away I was on drugs. I became an alcoholic. I was drinking every night until like 4.30 a.m. I was having sex with like a new person every day. It was, was that like numbing for you? I was so out of control. I was on a bender every day. Didn't a part of you say, holy shit, like look where I'm at. No. Like, let me No, You were just. There was actually one point where I was at a party and I got date raped. Somebody slip something into my drink i woke up in the middle of being raped at a party oh and woke up after he had left i had no clothes on i don't even remember getting to that point mm. i i woke up someone had stolen my shoes now this is the second time that's happened someone second stole, time stole my stole shoes your shoes or sec- no, second time someone raped. someone stole my shoes at a party oh, okay okay what kind of shoes you got <laughs> I don't know. They were clearly nice ones because they were being stolen. They were nice heels. They were cute little heels. Yeah. Oh, wasn't me then. So, oh, oh my <laughs> you, God. I'm pretty sure you were not in Minneapolis. If you had nice sneakers. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't Tory guys. So, you know, oh, in the middle of winter, I walked back to my dorm. I don't even know how I found my way back to it in the middle of winter with no shoes on. After that had happened. I don't know how I lived through it is what I'm saying. And not to mention that wasn't the first time I had almost got kidnapped after I got drunk and blacked out and had sex with someone. I don't even remember having sex with. So if I was drunk to the point that they knew to have sex with me, clearly that was also rape. Um, My shoes got stolen again that time. Lord knows fucking how I walked home again with no shoes on the middle of winter and got into a man's car who had no door handles inside of his car. Oh God. And I was uh, almost kidnapped, 100% almost kidnapped. What the How did fuck? So what happened? I talked my way out of it. Like <laughs> She trauma dumped on him. <laughs> I did. My instincts were like, just tell him everything about you. Like, make him feel bad for you. Like, make him. Wow, like, you. Ha- this girl's gone through enough. Yeah. So. Wow. He was probably like, bitch, I don't want to hear it anymore. Bye. He didn't say a word. So he was he quiet in the car the whole time. He didn't say one word to me the whole time. And I just kept trauma dumping. And I was like, my address is this. And he brought me home. Oh my God. Thank God. That's so that was my college experience. And you know, that was only for like, I'd say uh, I got there August, September, October, four months of me like on a bender. And actually during that, I went to a party. I got, um, I got, they came and did, um, breathalyzers on everybody and they had me line up. I grabbed my purse after giving my name and I ran after giving them my name. (laughs) <laughs> they already knew me wait my name is- i already had <laughs> oh, the breathalyzer me, it took me a second to register that yeah so you gave them the name yeah. and then you're like peace out it's like <laughs> maybe if i leave they can't do anything so my name so is so drunk I, right my i had my purse on me bitch i would have laughed was, so hard. this is how bad i was <laughs> i had my purse on me i start running so right stupid. my purse falls as i'm running with your so, id and shit in with it my id in it my purse oh falls my i fell down a ravine i don't know how i didn't die it was straight down so I fell down it. I'm rolling down the fucking ravine, like scratching and <laughs> Yo, all the way down blacked out movie. drunk. And I can just remember it being like, like, like a movie, you know, like going in and out. I ended up at the bottom of it and almost went in the water. Like it was so deep. I could hear the police looking for me with a search dog. Out, out. <laughs> I swear to God. So I just laid down there until I heard the police dogs leave. Found my way back. I went into some random person's home, used their bathroom 
guy went back to the party house and wait 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 exactly i need more details about for real like you so you, you knocked on this door no the door was open so, so you, wait you just walked into somebody's <laughs> home like bitch i gotta use your bathroom so so you didn't break in but <laughs> what you is happening you didn't break in but you broke in i'm telling you i was really bad you, you were just like oh no door, it was the neighbor's home and i didn't want to go into their home yet in case the police were still there so i went into the neighbor's house used their bathroom and waited for a little bit i walked out the back of their screen door and walked straight forward and didn't realize that it was a cement block this tall and walked straight off of it. Like I was so <laughs> wasted. <laughs> this sounds like a video game. I like wish Where I met you, you literally. These days. You would have probably been a guys, fucking I good time. I walked back into this house. Lord knows what I looked like. I had mud all over me, like bleeding. sticks in my hair, bleeding. My legs were <laughs> like washing. Ah, you blood. died at least three times. I walked in and everyone was already sleep passed out, and I'm like. Oh, good shit. Gotta Where are my friends at? <laughs> like, my friends had been driving around the, the community looking for me. So they're out yeah. amber searching yeah. right now. So eventually, like, they pull up. They're like, where the fuck were you? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, but I lost my purse. So moral of the story is I got a minor consumption and... Um, obstructing legal process for running from the police. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. She and I didn't even know that I had to pay these things. Wait, you so caught a case. I caught a case. I didn't even know I had to pay for it. So I then I got a warrant for my arrest because Stop. I didn't pay them. <laughs> Dead ass. I had to go to court for it. Do you know how much it was? My mom paid for it. It was like 200 something. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I, got like in front of the, I got in front of the judge and he was like, you did what? And I told him the story and... There was a whole a whole room full of like real prisoners like waiting for trial. Like uh-huh. actual uh-huh. actual like male criminals. Stop. <laughs> Meanwhile, this here bitch I am, this actually got away like, with people. I ran from the police after giving my name and they all started laughing. The whole courtroom and I was like <laughs> <laughs> The judge laughed at me. He's like right. he's like, Why'd you do that? And I was like, I know next time don't give I your don't name. Know. So then I he he lowered my charge because <laughs> I was oh. so. So innocent. what was it like misdemeanor charge? No, I did. I got obstructing legal process and. Oh, got it. Got it. It was bad. I was so stupid. Is that what her ex yeah. found? Mm-hmm. I'm done. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's not even anything and to I like call home about. Bro. No, I just ran from the police after giving you them my jackass. <laughs> Can we keep that in? Yes. Oh my god! Like, oh come on! I was a stump. I was a dumb teenager. We all have stupid stories. No, hundred. Can I tell you how many times I was a teenager running from the cops? Yeah, I in got high arrested school. one time too. You did? Yeah, for loitering. But mouthing off. Gotten tickets for being gay in a car. Yeah, they were being so you know rude. What? The whole difference between that is, I've gotten out of every ticket that I've. Yeah, because you're gotten. a f- you're every femme. Time. femme. You guys will literally just bat your eyes. You know what's like, funny is that when that cop was coming to get you, do you remember what I said? You tried flirting. No, I was like, like Ria, start running. Like oh she's like, God. bitch, don't you dare run. Like, do you wow. remember that? You I was like, I one. was like, let's run. No, like, and you were like, you don't you dare run to the mm-hmm. point where i one time i got pulled over and i was 16 i just got out of foster care they gave me a car but they took the insurance off of it so i was dating this boy dumbly he lived two hours away i was speeding home. his name's dumbly he, no i was dumbly dating oh. a boy oh <laughs> I, no, I, I literally dumbly? his name was f- literally fred so oh, dumb. dumbly would have been better yeah, it was yeah. better dumbly is better um so i was speeding i got pulled over they let me go Right. I get mm. to the next town. I get pulled over again. What? The cop goes, he goes back to his computer. He's like, did you just get pulled over? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> the first time wasn't enough. I was like, I know. I'm sorry. They literally towed my vehicle, took it away from me, <laughs> put it in an impound lot. And How I never got it back because I couldn't afford it. Stop. <laughs> so it's sat there. So somebody else, they auctioned it or something. Yeah. What kind of car was it? I don't remember. It was like a Saturn. Whoever has that Saturn. A red Saturn. I felt so bad though because my foster parents gave me that car. Oh. Well. Anyway. Well, there's another lesson. So there. so that was your I was case. out of control. Out of control. That is like, I mean, you fell a lot. You yeah. fell a lot right. that night. I fell here. Guys, I fell I'm, there. And I'm just giving you like <laughs> bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. It was way worse than that. Like you fell more times. Yeah. I was definitely on a lot of more tables naked. Got it. Yeah. What about like wh- now what, what's your relationship to like drugs and stuff? Because like you come from addiction. Well, to me, it was more pills. Pills. I did a lot of like crushing up pills and snorting them in college. When you were young. Combined with alcohol. Was it also to numb? Yeah, I didn't care. 
Yeah. I didn't have any regard for my body. I had no self-worth. I didn't care if I died or lived. Yeah. Mm. I had nothing to live for. That does. When you were talking before, I'm like, it sounds like a a, a person with no self-worth. None. Like, I had zero. And it was almost like I didn't feel like my body was mine. Right. I was just letting everybody else use it because right. it gave me some sort of like fulfillment in the moment. It made me feel wanted. And then every time I'd feel so dirty, I'd feel so used, I'd feel just like depressed. And then I would go do it again. It was like looking for that like kill. The no, ending drug. wasn't what you expected. My question, my question is, where's the bridge now mm-hmm. between that Amber and the Amber we know today? Like what happened? So much happened. It's crazy. Go off. <laughs> so I, well, my, my ex and I actually met in high school. Um, but we met up again when I was in college because he was going to the college that was like connected to our college, like a little bit close to us. And while before I started dating him, I started dating girls in college. And that was my first time actually ever having like a real girlfriend. Okay. But for me, that was more like just like a fun thing. I was like never planning on marrying a girl because I never knew that was even an option. Mm -hmm, No one ever told me. Especially in Minnesota. Yeah, no one ever told me like, oh, you can marry a girl and you can have a whole family. Yeah, no. Back then it was illegal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So for me, it was just fun. And when I started dating him, I was still, like I said, on benders constantly. Um, But it was weird because clearly it was it had to happen that way. He was the one that didn't leave like he was the one that the wasn't constant. like yeah it was a constant it wasn't like um i'm just gonna like i'm done with fuck you, you and like throw you away right. and so even though it wasn't like a love connection it just felt like something that was not gonna leave yeah or abandon mm-hmm. or abandon it me. was stability that you had never had right and so and so you so i was still dating the two girls and when i started dating him <laughs> And, the two uh, girls <laughs> i had two girlfriends at the time you're <laughs> such a pimp <laughs> sorry guys so now that you I all love know how she just at the same time nonchalantly goes so i'm still dating, still dating the, the two, two girls, girls. <laughs> yeah i, I was that. pimping ain't easy it was hard girls know? is players too you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was a bad girl for sure um <laughs> 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 i can't sorry babe gotta just keep going it's so <laughs> amber getting money all around the world except for i wasn't that was the bad part <laughs> <laughs> i haven't right, said so. anything i just keep giggling why do you here. keep sitting here so quiet why don't you ask me questions because i already know majority of the story but hearing it more but in more details yeah it's funny <laughs> <laughs> there she goes honestly because <laughs> old me like in the beginning of our relationship we're like we're not fucking talking about your story we don't care i don't want to well, hear <laughs> i don't want to hear your past the crazy part is even though like he was a he was a, a consistent thing in my life he still didn't give me validation or treat me good right, right. like he knew that i was a little like i was out there like sleeping around and doing those sorts of things and i remember one time he asked me like how many people have you been with and i told him and he was like ew why am i even with you Oh, he looked at you. Okay, so he wasn't like... Yeah, he He was above me in his eyes, definitely. Okay. Oh, so he thought he was better. Always did. He was probably And he made me feel that way. So he made me feel below to the point where I felt like I needed him. Yeah. You know? So the codependency. Right. How long were you with him? Well, I started dating him when I was 18. Um, We got pregnant when I was 18 with twins, actually, and I lost them. And shortly after that, then we got engaged. So I got engaged at 18. Did you his were, attitude towards you change anything after you had the miscarriages? No, he was very like emotionally void of a person. Mm. Like we didn't have any intellectual conversations. It was very one-sided. Um, it was more like him and I were best friends. Right. Like we we s- smoked weed together and we played video games together. It was right. like a bro Y'all were bro relationship. Yeah. You know. Now at this point, are you aware of like what your true sexuality oh, is? Oh, a hundred percent. Okay. So mm-hmm. you knew you were I knew I was gay, but not in a sense that I thought that I had to marry a woman. Like I thought I just had fantasies. Like I didn't know that I was so unfulfilled because I was gay. Right. You know? Like I hadn't made that correlation yet. I was okay. always angry. I was always unfulfilled, especially like intimately. 
something was always off now and it never felt right to mm-hmm. the point where like I was trying to force him to be more of an image that I was like attracted to. Like, like I made him woman. shave his entire body. <laughs> like a woman. So there were, there, were, there, were, there were clues. Yeah. Other things we won't talk about. But yeah, no, definitely not talking about the other things. We but all know. But yeah, but they happened. Right. So I was doing my best because I did know and I was depressed. I was so depressed. Like I got out of college. I was like 190 pounds for my body. That was a little bit heavier. I mean, it's not heavy. But I got so depressed after I lost the babies that I went down to 113 wow. from 190. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I was working out every day, like on the elliptical, like three hours a day. I would eat one meal a day. Like I was so depressed. Oh, so you were abusing yourself in that way too. So you went from, so it was like all extremes for you. So yeah. You went from drugs and alcohol and sex to, okay, now I'm going to punish myself in this oh, way. Oh, I had an eating disorder. Did you blame eating. yourself? For the miscarriages? I don't even think I, I put two and two together that that was why I was depressed. Okay. It's just like the hormones of it yeah. took over mm. my body. And I mean, like right after that happened, him and I went on like a little like, um, I don't even know what you'd call it. We went tubing around okay. the, the lake of the river and he had sunglasses on and I, and I had watched him like checking out this other girl through his because the sun was shining on his glasses Mm. So I could see his eyes and he was just sitting back, like looking at her like this in his glasses and we were so wasted. So afterward I was like, I watched you my, like I fuck this girl. Like, and I had just gone through this. Yeah. And I'm like, do you realize like what you just did to me mentally? And he denied, denied gaslit driving home, speeding drunk, punching the steering wheel, punching the, the fucking whatever you call it screaming at me we got home still pissed he punched the tv broke the tv and i was like jesus christ like what did i get my like now i felt like i was in a relationship with my my father your dad yeah and they do say you marry your father yeah triggered but and that's the thing is he was he was always hiding that part of him mm-hmm. so much to the point where he was like faking a personality it felt like mm-hmm. did he love bomb because he sounds like a narcissist a he i don't know it's weird because he didn't show anything <laughs> so also like sociopathic he would give me like on birthdays you know gifts or like valentine's day right like love notes and stuff like that but besides that no there was no love bombing okay mm. so it was never like you ever felt like wow this guy really loves me no it felt like he was my friend okay yeah. but he was still like a stable no it was a stable it was a cons- it was a constant for me because even if we i knew he wasn't going anywhere yeah now, what about at this point, did you, you always kept in touch with your parents? And I had forgiven them. You did? Yeah. Was it true? Like, I, or, or you would just like. I oh, put a bandaid on you it. You put a bandaid on it. Mm-hmm. So now you're in touch with them. Were they involved in your relationship with him? And No, not the relationship. It wasn't until I uh, got pregnant the second time when I was 20. And, um. With Kada? Yeah. Okay. So I got pregnant at 20. Him and I went to Jamaica and we got married while I was pregnant. Oh, shit. Okay. And then came back and then my mom wanted to be involved because I was about to have a baby. Mm. You know, gave her hope. It's so fucked yes. up that like the parents could just fuck off their children and the minute grandkids. The way she loved yep. my daughter, bro. Mm-hmm. You yep. know that. The it way it was so, so unconditional, the way she loved my kids. It but, makes you so fucking. But I like when you're understand. around me, all you do is complain and like you're angry and bitter, and all you do is like speak drama for my kids. You want to go and spend money on them and give them quality time, hugs and kisses. And for me, you don't even hug me. Right. Right. You know. You can't yeah, even like. That like she was the kind who off. would, if I would try to cuddle with her or like play with her hair, she'd just be like, "Please don't." Like wow. And so I never had like physical affection from my mom or my dad. Wow. And now your dad. So they, they obviously they split. Yeah. So the day that I gave birth to my daughter, my mom was still married to my dad. Okay. And actually she had just recently married him. They weren't married before that. She had recently married him for insurance purposes. Okay. Because he was bipolar and he needed medication at that point. And the day I gave birth to Kata, my dad rode his bicycle to come up to the hospital and 
rode it off of a bridge by accident because he was so wasted. And it was that day that my mom filed for divorce. On the wow. day he drives himself off a bridge? Mm-hmm. Because she's like, if he can't, you know, get his shit together for his granddaughter, then basically. So wait, hold on. So she I'm would done. fight for her granddaughter, yeah. but she wouldn't fight like that for but you. But you ended up wow. in foster care. Mm-hmm. Was your sister in foster care too? My sister went to like really bad group homes and a couple foster cares, but she went to like um, boot camps. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Cause she was acting out way worse than I was. Oh shit. So she went to. That's funny. Camp. Your mom chose him that's when what you I'm were s- younger, but then I'm s- that's said what I'm saying. It's over when Kata comes in. Your gr- <laughs> that's and what I think at the time, like I almost resented my own daughter. Yeah. Like unintentionally. Yeah. No, because that's the kind of love and affection you were looking for right. from your mother, and your daughter's getting. And it. you're seeing like, wow, it's that fucking easy. Yeah. And it could have been that easy this entire time. Right. Why wasn't it easy for me and my sister? Yeah. It makes you question, like, am I not good enough? I wasn't. I think my mom didn't even, like, treat us as her children. Like, we were just, like, a inconvenience for her. Mm-hmm. You know? That's so sad. But like, she'll never take accountability for that. She'll never own up still, to it. Oh, to still. Day. She always just says, I did my best. No, you didn't. So, <laughs> what? Sorry. <is? laughs> What does that even mean? I did. I my did my best. best. You didn't even try. Doing your best is literally like that's not doing your best. Yeah, it's not. No, I know that. <laughs> that's why I've, and I, I continuously forgave and forget like constantly, over and over, and I'd be the one to pick up the pieces and you know. So after that, like, is where I think. I was so traumatized that I dissociated from my past. Now I wanted to be a different person. Yeah. So like I was married. I wanted to be a soccer mom. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be rich. I wanted Mm. to be in everyone else's in my family's eyes because they're so dysfunctional. I wanted to be the one who like had it all and made it. Even if I was miserable behind the scenes. So you got into this marriage that like you probably already knew going into it. You didn't want to be in it. Right. But you did anyway because it was stable and yeah. How long were you with him? Well, that okay. So in the middle of it, he knew I was gay. Like I would talk about girls all the time. Like I was always. I love that you were open out. like that. He knew, like, and he knew I was dating girls when I started dating him. So it wasn't a lie, right? Um, very. I was very honest with it, and um, we stayed together for thirteen years. Shit. 13 years and in the middle of it it was always turbulent i was always starting shit like constantly because i'd be like i wanted him to just show me something yeah like show me some emotion and if it's gonna be a fight like i'd rather you give me a fight because i was feeling nothing i needed to feel something yeah so i was always starting shit you being toxic yeah i was definitely toxic in it and he'd just be like, what's your problem? You know, like, just like, why are you always starting something? He sounded like a sloth. And I'd just be like, you're never going to be. And I would always say, you're never going to be able to love me the way I need to be loved. Right. And he'd just be like, stop saying that. Stop saying that. Because you wanted passion. You wanted. Yes. Emotion. I need I needed Excitement, emotion. I needed connection. Something. I needed passion. I needed something. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was willing to stick it out because now I had children. Now I had this whole image and I cared a lot about what people thought about me back then. I really cared. When did you stop? About a year before I got divorced. I started doing YouTube. I started doing mukbangs and t- got talked a lot of shit about for doing that because a small community like this girl's eating on camera. It's really weird. But at that time, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to start doing something that's for me. Like, I enjoy doing it. Well, five years, five years before that, I started selling makeup. Um, and I started getting, like, confidence. I started, like, doing something for myself. And it, like, slowly progressed. It was, like, a slow rolling progression of all yeah. of it. But um, it was, like, a year. It was after I had Sire. I was so depressed in this relationship. And... Right before my depression really started, I had applied for a job, but it was a social media coordinator wherever I was working. It was a really good position, and I would have been very good at it. Yeah. And I told him I was going to apply, and he was like, absolutely not. You're not. You cannot apply for that job. And I was like, why? 
because it was two men in charge of the position and he didn't like the guys that were in charge of it we got in a screaming match and i was like this is gonna be it this is gonna be the straw i'm I, right and that's not even that? a straw that's it was that one thing that was like it for me though yeah 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 because i had been I had been hiding myself for so long. I've been giving myself to my children. Like I did, had no identity. My identity was my children. Mm -hmm. I was that mom. Every birthday was over the top. Every holiday was 3,000 presents under the tree. I was the mom with the fucking apron, apron on. I was that. This is what I and mean. I was like serving the men at the football parties. I was that woman. This is what I mean when I say our stories are similar. This is what I mean. It's like crazy. when you talk about him, I swear it's so triggering because yeah. I think of my ex. That's why like I you... that's why I resonate so much with your story. Oh, my God. Yours is just more mentally abusive. Mine was in a, also, but in a very covert. Way. Right. Mm. Right. You know, like he would like like people's pictures on Instagram and like smirk when I when I'd confront him about it or mm. like catch him looking at stuff on his phone and make me super insecure about it and all this while i'm like i re the wild part is i don't really have like a love interest for this person i'm not like sexually right. attracted to them but i i needed something so you needed to feel wanted that's yeah what I'm saying. Right. i was and trying to make it work and again someone's making you feel less than less than and yeah. not worthy yeah. so yes. you're experiencing your traumas all over again all over again and, and and i wanted to be loved so badly that i would have put up with it yeah yeah i get that i've, I've been i was telling her about a relationship i was in that i didn't even really want to be in yeah but the girl was cheating and it like, yeah and she's like well why would you a take the person back and b like why would that hurt if you didn't yeah. want to be with her same thing it like, doesn't matter it's not even about the person it's yeah. more about your own trauma you, than that mm -hmm. than them you just mm -hmm. want to be fucking wanted so, so badly bad. mm -hmm. that you'll take anything mm -hmm. that's exactly right so now you're coming into your own at this right. point so i was so depressed to the point where i couldn't get out of my bed I couldn't play with my kids anymore. I couldn't smile and laugh and like have fun with them. So basically you couldn't put a fake. I couldn't anymore. Couldn't I was so empty, so numb. I wanted to die. And I tell the story that, and I had trigger warning. I used to drive down the highway, blast my music as loud as I could because I wanted to swerve into the other lane. I didn't want to hear anything. I just wanted to die. Mm. Like, and I would just picture it. Like I would manifest it. Like I just want like, how fast it would be mm. and then it would be my kids in the back of my head i can't leave them i cannot leave my kids like and give them that trauma like i have to stay yeah i have to like i have to be strong for them right but then i was like I, i'm not even a human for them like i'm a shell of a human you know yeah so all three of you had that sort of shit like that trauma of like becoming shells of yourselves not knowing I felt like I was mm -hmm. dead inside. How do you, how do you get back from that? I, I, I don't know what happened. I stumbled upon like a spiritual video on YouTube. Um, I think it was the secret. And I was like, it just clicked something in my head. And I was like, wow, like I can be in control. I yeah. can take my power back. I just have to be really brave. You yeah. know? So over the next year, I did a lot of research I started meditating. I poured all of my knowledge into myself to like build myself back up, like build the courage. And since I was on YouTube, I saw a lot of like lesbian couples and I was like, okay, like that, <laughs> I want that. <laughs> like I want to be in a lesbian relationship. Like they look like they like really respect each other. Like they get each other. And I was starting to really yearn for that. Yeah. And I told him one day, I said, I need a girlfriend. Like, I'm not going to be able to stay in this relationship and lie to myself forever. Mm. I need a girlfriend. It's going to make me happy. What do you think about that? Like, I was willing to have a girlfriend and stay in a marriage with him. Right. Like, you know, an open relationship. Why? Because I wanted my kids. I didn't want to uh, split custody. Mm -hmm. I was willing, you know, yeah. to just yep. be myself, but also, you know, stay that mom. It could be secret. Like, no one even needed to know about it. Right. Um, and he said, yes. Oh shit. Yeah. So it was around that time that I was like really active on TikTok, um, which was also an eye opener for me. 
I saw all these lesbian couples and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Did he say yes? Cause he thought yes, he was going to get action. Yeah. So he thought that I was going to share a woman with him. Mm-hmm. He thought we were about to have a threesome. And you were like, no buddy, I'm going for a masculine lesbian. So I showed him who she was and he's like, oh no, you don't, you can't have a girlfriend anymore. Oh, cause he's thinking he's going to get another Amber. And Amber pulled up with a Rhea. <laughs> oh, so you showed him a picture. He said, nope, I take it back. Yeah, he's like, no, you, you weren't, we're not doing this. And I was like, fuck you. And I left the house. I went to spend the night at my best friend Amber's house. And I bawled all night long. I told her what my... She didn't even know what was going on. She didn't know how depressed I was because I had even been lying to her. You have to hide it from people. I, hide it. I hid it from everybody. I was alone in it. I didn't have a mom yeah. to talk to. My mom was also depressed. And my sister was on meth, like... I didn't have anyone mm-hmm. and I was doing this all on my own. No one even, I put a smile on my face for everybody. Shit. And so I got to Amber's and I just cried all night and I'm like, I need to leave. I can't do this anymore. Like I just want to be happy. And she's like, do it then. She's like, I'll support you. Like you're always going to have me. You're not going to do it alone. And I came home the next day. I didn't talk to him all day. We got into bed that night cause I didn't want the kids to hear me have the conversation. And I sat up and I looked at him. Actually, I didn't look at him. I had my back turned because I knew if I looked at him, I'd feel bad for him. Yeah. Because I had been asking for a divorce every month for our entire relationship. <laughs> and he always guilt tripped me back. That's what they do. So I said, I need a divorce. I'm never going to be happy. And there's nothing you can say to make me change my mind. And he starts crying and he's like, no please, like, I know what I have to do. I know what I have to do. I'll do it. I'll do anything. I know what I have to, I, I, I know how to treat you. It's funny. They always know what All they of a sudden, have to do. And I was like, no. And I was like, I need you to go sleep on the couch. You kicked him out of the Yeah, t- I did. <laughs> I he got up that. and he went and slept on the couch and I locked the door and I cried myself to sleep. I was like, holy fuck, I did it. Oh my God. Like you the weight so off relieved. my shoulders. You have no, yeah. you do have no, no I idea. do, yeah. It I was like, it. Ugh, I could breathe. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was the end. Yeah. So what was you that? You the scary part. Yeah. That was the scary part. That was 2020. It, it, it was, that was 2020. I, and it was the scary part by saying it out loud because I, I had a trauma bond with him too, mm. you know, and I felt bad for him because he was my friend. Yeah. You know, I felt bad for my kids. I felt bad. I was like, what the fuck's going to happen now? Like now yeah. I have, now this is reality. Now I have to do it. Yeah. So we actually lived in the same home for a couple months while we separated. And, you know, he'd like sulk around and he'd like come back around and be like, you know, I miss you. And I'm like, he's like, it just happened so fast. I'm like, it didn't happen fast. Actually, it's been happening for years. this whole time. Yeah. You just were, weren't seeing it. Yeah. And um, I was like, I miss you too as a friend. And that was the last time we ever said anything to each other while living in the same home. And how, how long did you guys live in the same home together? Uh, for? It was like two months, I think. And then he got an apartment and that was that. And that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. And so did you, uh, I want to know about Taco Bell girl. Oh my God, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> so I know that she was like my catalyst. Like I needed that to happen to get out of my marriage. Yeah. Um, but it was also tra- trauma. Okay. She was like an alcoholic. She was also doing like cocaine. And I didn't know these things until the end of our relationship. She was also in a she relationship. She was also in a relationship that I didn't lying. know about until the end either. Oh, fuck. So she also lived in Connecticut. And Stop. swear to God. You were meant to be in Connecticut. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's very weird. Very and odd. so at the end of our relationship, she was like, com- like threatening suicide on me. Like going to kill herself if I left her. Like all sorts of things. Like making TikToks to like trick me that she was going to jump off one of the fucking cliffs and so i ended things with her um you ended it yeah did you care about her no it was just kind of like it was a a trauma and once again trauma bond like i'm very much a a fixer like you said yeah (laughs) and it's just in my nature as an empath yeah and i always feel like that's just like my job i would come across girls and like if they were fucked up in some sort of way, that would actually make, like, I even noticed, you know, the show Euphoria, Mm -hmm. I hated Maddie until everything was happening to her. 
Oh. And then I was like, okay, yeah, she's hot now. Like, wow. And, and in my head, I'm like, it's because she's got issues now. Mm. It's because she's a victim and like <laughs> Tori. Captain Sabo. So like, I get that. But I feel like her and I relationship was very divine. Like, and I believe in things happening for a reason. So I needed to see my worth in it. Yeah. I was like, yes, I want to be a lesbian, but I don't want to be treated that way. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And it was crazy because she had the same birthday as me. Like, that's how divine it was. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Very creepy. 